Hello, family. I'm Ben Julianell, and I'm one of the partners at a local firm in Orange County, Tax and Financial Group. And I'm also, maybe more importantly, definitely more importantly, uh, a minister of the gospel for Jesus Christ CEO Institute. And uh, what I want to share with you today is a message on leadership and character. And we all have examples of what leadership looks like, whether it's in our own lives, when we're acting out leadership, whether it's in our families, or whether it's when we get to experience leadership from someone else, someone who mentored us, someone who coached us, someone who coached one of our children. And when I look back at examples of leadership, um, I think of there's things that are God-given, and then there's things that are developed. And when I was a five-year-old and I was in kindergarten, I had a natural leadership skill that we were on the playground, and it was a bunch of you know, people in my class, I kind of determined what game we were going to play, whether we're playing uh, freeze tag, tetherball, kickball. When I would use my voice, people seemed to listen. That was not something that I had developed. It's something that I was, you know, it was God-given to me. Then fast forward many years, uh, when I was had the experience of playing professional baseball, I think of some of the coaches, some of the managers who I was blessed with being able to be under their leadership. Uh, some of them were not great examples. Many of them were great examples. Yet the character of these men were all different. I saw character where men were very demonstrative and they um, had a very uh, commanding voice and commanding presence because uh, they were very, whether it's large in stature or they just had a great resume and had a loud voice. Then I had uh, managers who were very different, and they didn't have the largest presence in the room, and certainly when they used their voice, they didn't always know they're in the room. However, watching them lead themselves and watching their character and when how they handled tough times and difficult circumstances allowed them that when they spoke up, everyone knew that they had something wise to say or something that needed to be heard. And so when I think of leadership and character, there's many examples, and those are to name a couple. But I think that there's five things that I want to point out today um, that can be very impactful for us as leaders, as business owners, that we can use in our own leadership style. And I think many of them are supported um, by the Bible, um, which is certainly our sort of truth. So um, the first thing is I think that leaders have an ability to see the future. And whether it's um, you know, seeing where the business is moving or uh, whether it's being able to interview uh, a, a potential employee or conducting um, a review with an employee, they can determine whether um, the instructions they're gonna give them or whether this person is going to be able to perform for the team in the future. Um, also, when it comes to strategy and, you know, when it's time to pivot, businesses are always adapting and moving. There is no business out there that I've been exposed to that's never been subject to change, but has just stayed the same um, season after season. And with change comes challenge, but the most successful leaders that I, that I know often don't use the word challenge. They use the word opportunity. And so I think leaders have a very um, innate ability to um, have vision casted into the future and be able to see where the puck's being moved. 
Um, a scripture that I uh, lean on um, from time to time is an example of David. And when King David got exposed or um, was blessed with his first platform of leadership, uh, the Bible says this about him in Psalm 78, verse 72. And David shepherded, the, or shepherded them with integrity of heart, and with skillful hands he led them. How powerful is that? You think of integrity of heart. And as leaders, there's always opportunities to um, do the right thing or do the wrong thing. And the world will have you um, start to think of not black and white anymore, but some of the, the, the wrong moves, which we associate maybe as black color, would become gray. And sometimes some of the, the white color can be influenced as gray. And so it's in the gray that often the enemy tries to attack us and corrupt our integrity of heart. And I also like that in this scripture, they said with skillful hands, because I think um, not only does a leader uh, have to communicate well, but I think leaders also have the ability to uh, need to have the ability to model really, really well. Because whether it's just the, the group of executives or if it's, um, you know, the employees across the entire, um, you know, system of the company, you have to be able to model for certain levels of employees or certain levels of the team that you know how to do um, what uh, needs to be done in the right way. And so I think David was a great example of that in Psalm 78. The second thing is to engage and develop others. So an easy scripture to point to is Matthew 28, verse 19, that talks about making disciples. And it talks about making disciples of all nations, but it also talks about making disciples of the people in your life. And um, when it comes to our platform of leadership, we easily have an opportunity to invest in those people and to engage them in a form of discipleship, whether it's actually um, you know, having coffee with them or lunch with them or engaging one-on-one -on -one, um, with the Bible, or it's just to be able to communicate in business in a way that is definitely pointing them um, to the thing that's different about you is your relationship with Jesus. So um, as businessmen, business owners, businesswomen, I think we often think about investments we make. And a lot of times you think about investments in real estate, you think of investments in the business or investments in the 401k retirement plan. But I would say those investments pale in comparison to investing in people. And we really need to be viewing um, that our people are uh, human capital. It, it, it is an asset, not an asset like a chair. It, it's a much more valuable asset to um, the company that is not our own company, but God's company. And I think that um, the mission that was laid out for us in uh, Matthew 28 is a great example for um, the need for us to not just, um, not just to engage, but the development process of our team in the associates um, and employees that we work with. So that would be the second thing. Um, a third is to reinvent continuously. So it's one thing to, um, you know, form and develop a very sharp sword. Or uh, a lot of uh, sales organizations like to say that when you go on a, 
um, to a conference to learn more about product or more about strategy, that you're sharpening the axe. So very similar to the sword or, or any knife. When you have a sharp knife, it's easy to use that tool effectively. However, over time, that, um, that weapon can become dull. So it's important for us to constantly sharpen the sword or sharpen the axe, so to speak, by um, taking an inventory of what is out there in um, our own industries and who's doing things on a high level, and then assessing whether we can apply those things to our own business. Because technology is forever changing, and so is the way that um, generations of people learn things. And where you have a generation um, that used to uh, use the phone, uh, now you have a generation that uh, use the computer, and now more recently you have a generation that uses the phone more than the computer, but they don't call, they text. And so understanding um, technology and um, how our businesses continue um, to be um, re, uh, retooled or reinvented because it provides opportunity for the future. And, um, you know, I, as I've grown in my own relationship with Jesus, I have found that it, sometimes it feels like everything is written in the Bible, but certainly many things we can, um, you know, it, scenarios and seasons we go through in life, we can lean on the truth that's in the Bible for encouragement and also, I would argue, for power. And so um, a scripture that really stuck out to me recently is uh, one from 2 Timothy 2.15. And it reads, so 2 Timothy 2.15, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. And the word of truth is the Bible, is, you know, many of you know. And so our ability as leaders to know what's written in the Bible and constantly be sharpening our sword through the truth of the Bible, it is really an unfair competitive advantage that we have when we subject ourselves to that. And I, and I have mentors that uh, speak about the Bible in a way that they love uh, reading the Bible, and it's something that they look forward to. I'm not there yet, but I hope to be one day, and that's a continual prayer of mine because what a great place that would be to where I desire to read the scriptures more than all things, and it's illuminated and it's coming alive in a way that's unlike anything else in our world. And so as leaders, I really encourage all of us to lean on the scriptures because it's a weapon, a weapon for good, a weapon for strategy, a weapon for, for um, business growth, if that is the desire that's on your heart. Um, so a fourth thing is to value results and relationships. So as business leaders and owners, we, we all value results, of course. You want to talk about your top line revenue. You want to talk about your um, you know, net income. You want to talk about your EBITDA. Those are all um, appealing things to talk about, and, and they kind of esteem us by being able to communicate about those things on a high level amongst our peers. However, you can't just value the results. You also have to value the relationships. And this also ties back to number three, or excuse me, number two, about engaging and developing others. So when you combine number two with number four, engaging others and developing them, 
but also caring about not just the results, but the relationships, that allows you to really um, be a more effective leader because um, your, your team, if they don't know that you care, then what's going to make them care at all about, you know, wearing the jersey proud? And so I would encourage all of us to not just to um, engage in caring about the results, but also the relationships. And um, something uh, recently, actually two years ago, that I did um, through a mentor who encouraged me to do so was I was living by my calendar so tight that anything that was not on my calendar most of the time just didn't exist or didn't get done. And this mentor of mine said, you know, Ben, um, you got to put some white space on your calendar and you also have to put some time on your calendar to love your people. Because if your people don't know that you care about them, um, that there, there can be a disconnect on them achieving their best and also being the best for um, you know, the, the firm. And so I literally scheduled 30 minutes on my calendar every Tuesday morning at 8.30 to go take a lap around the two floors of our building and say hello and uh, you know, ask an engaging question to some of the associates. And just that small amount of time, which it rarely ever took 30 minutes to do it. Often it took 20 or 15 or maybe 25, but that was something that really started to pick up the energy in the firm. And I can tell myself. And it was a, it was a, it was a great thing that my mentor had encouraged me to do, and I was glad um, to have engaged in it. And so if you're like me, where you live so tight to your calendar, maybe scheduling time to do some of these things is what you got to do. So another scripture that, um, that comes to mind as we're um, talking about leadership is one from John. And it's John 13, 17. And it says this. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. And I think about, again, being a right handler of the scriptures and knowing the word of truth, knowing these commandments that our King Jesus has uh, communicated to us to do and how to live the way he modeled, and we will be blessed if we do them. And the term blessing, um, when I was early in my walk with Jesus, I always equated blessing to wealth. And, and I was chasing after wealth and really desired to provide for my family in a, in a large way. However, in my faith journey, I begin to experience that blessing is so much more than that. Um, you think of the, the blessings of the Spirit, uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control— those are things that are so powerful to be living in, to experience, let alone if you're living in them, and, and, and those are fruits that are projecting off you the impact it has for the kingdom. And as a leader, I know that's the desire of all of our hearts, is to make an impact for the kingdom. So um, value results and relationships. The, the fifth thing is to um, embody values, um, not just the values of the company, um, but also 
your own values as you are walking it out with um, your relationship with Jesus. You, you, you got to live it out. You can't just talk about it. And so uh, you know, Jesus modeled that so well for us. And I think of some scriptures that, um, that would be relevant. One of them is, is Luke 10. In Luke 10, 19, after Jesus had modeled so well to the, the disciples, he then um, blessed them with this gift of authority that I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. And I think about that and how that's relevant is because sometimes a bad customer or a, a bad client can seem like a snake or a scorpion or a bad project that you, that you take on, um, a lawsuit that can come about. But none of those things will harm us because Jesus is going to protect us. And that when it comes to the way we have modeled, or Jesus modeled leadership and we model leadership, there is this authority that we have been given as leaders that we don't have to be scared about potential outcomes that would be unintended, potential outcomes that would be less than desirable, because um, th there is a certain hedge of protection that's around us and that we can walk in. Um, also, there is uh, the scripture that talks about uh, being able to do greater things. I believe it's from John um, 14. Um, John 14, if I, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I think of that in leadership that there's going to be things outside the business that we get to participate in, things that Jesus and the disciples have modeled through the scriptures. And if we're available, we can experience these things, step into these things, participate with what God is doing and be a blessing to others. But also, um, many times, those things have a positive influence on our business. And what a great way to, um, you know, to, to live as a follower of Jesus where you are um, modeling great leadership, but you also get to engage in um, God's work and what he's doing for kingdom purposes. So um, in summary, there was five things in leadership here. Um, one is to see the future, have a vision. Um, a second is to engage and develop others. A third is to reinvent continuously. A fourth is to value results and relationships. And the fifth is to embody um, the values, uh, which are really important as they are in relation to the scriptures and the things that you have applied to your life and your business. So um, the, the last uh, point of truth that I want to mention is um, a saying that I heard recently, and it said, leaders need to earn the right to be followed. Leaders need to earn the right to be followed. And when I heard that, brothers, I'm telling you, I thought of it. Um, in business, but that was the second thought. The first thought I, I, I had was for my marriage. And I don't know if it convicts you in that same way, but it really stung me that, you know what? The um, leaders got to earn the right to be followed and uh, it starts at home. So God bless you. I hope this message uh, impacted you in a positive way. And um, 
keep living the dream and um, keep chasing down your relationship with Jesus. So God bless you, brothers. Before I let you go, let me, let me say a prayer for us. Heavenly Father, we love you, Jesus. Your word has so much truth in it, um, so much power. And Lord, we are uh, taking you at that, that we want to be right handlers of the word of truth. And that um, for all the men and women who are uh, watching this video, I pray that uh, they would be encouraged and be blessed to take the front line and continue to let you drive the ship, Jesus. That you, they would acknowledge that um, it is your business and, and not our own, and that uh, we are just stewards of it, but yet we want to participate with you in an amazing way. We want to show leadership skill that projects your glory and that projects your love and is contagious so that we would have the opportunity uh, where doors would open and we get to share the gospel with um, people at our place of business or um, in our spheres of influence. So I want to pray a special blessing for all the businesses um, in our nation and across the world that are living for you. And we say these prayers in your name. Amen.